Hi there. You're listening to a really special episode of Gift Biz Unwrapped, number 222. I'm here to tell you that everyone's business is messy. Nobody has it all together. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and I'm really glad you're joining me here, especially for this episode, because we have a super important topic at hand. I talked about this at a conference a few weeks ago, and I could tell everyone was really dialed in and listening intently. Afterwards, a number of women came up and said they wish they would have taped it. Several deep conversations also resulted, which is when I said to myself, why not share this with more women? That's how we got to today, where we'll be talking about your state of mind as a business boss. It's going to be an honest and raw discussion, so buckle in and let's do this. So often in business, we talk about the tactical things how to run Facebook ads, how to compose an intriguing subject line to increase your email rates, or how to get that perfect photo for your website from your phone. But rarely do we talk about the other stuff, the internal emotional hard work that's involved in running your own business. That's what we're getting into today, along with how not to let these things hold you up. I want to start out by saying you already have what it takes. You have the skills, knowledge, and resourcefulness to achieve what you've set out to do, what you've been thinking about for a long time, and what's in your heart. The only thing standing in your way is you. Yep, I get it because it's me too. We each get in our own way all the time. And acknowledging this is the first step to dealing with and overcoming the obstacles we put in our own way. But you need to remember, you already have what it takes. To bring some organization to this topic, I've broken the conversation into five separate sections that I'm calling mindsets, and we'll go through each one of them individually. We're starting with the overarching topic of the boss mindset. Have you ever heard someone who's an employee say, if I were the boss, I could run this business so much better? Or, this is the craziest way of doing things. If this were my business, and on and on. Truth is that employees, while possibly well-intended, have no clue what it's like to actually run the show. It's an entirely different game when you're in charge, and it requires a different set of skills. I remember back in my corporate days, the natural progression for a successful salesperson was to become a sales manager. The thinking was that they can teach others to produce the results that they've gotten. But guess what? It doesn't translate. There's so much more to management than teaching sales skills, and in quite a few instances, 
the fabulous salespeople I knew left management to go back and do what they had loved doing and came so naturally to them, selling. All this is to say that owning your own business, like management, takes something different, a completely different way of thinking and being. I'm going to introduce you to a really powerful concept that sets the stage for everything to come. When you understand and live by this, it will be a serious game changer. And it has to do with how you're thinking about yourself and then consequently how you act. We're all striving to be successful business owners. And success will be defined differently for each of us. But we have a vision of what that means for ourselves. My guess is 99% of you think of things in the following way, and I want you to note these words. Have, do, be. Let me explain. Thinking in the have, do, be way means your mind goes something like this. Once I have a huge base of repeat customers and I'm bringing in a solid income, then I'll be able to do things like hire employees and sell wholesale in local business boutiques, and then I'll be a successful business owner looked up to as a leader in my community or industry and whatever else that is for you. This way of thinking is backwards and why you struggle to progress. Your current thinking needs to be flipped. Reversing this model is the true way to achieve success, meaning first you must be, act, think, and behave like the successful business owner that you're striving to be. You must do the things that somebody who is already there is doing. Then and only then will you have the position that you've been striving to obtain for so long. Now, it may take some time to digest this concept because it's counterintuitive, I know. Go through this again if need be, but I want you to truly get this and start applying it to your way of showing up. Instead of presenting to the world a have, do, be approach, get yourself thinking and behaving with be, do, have. There couldn't be a more perfect time than now to do this. No longer do we need to wait for permission to claim our dream. Think about it. Even a short decade ago, if you wanted to have a talk show, you had to wait for someone to select you as their host. Today, you can be the next Oprah. You can start your own YouTube channel or go live on Facebook right this minute. And not long ago, if you were a vocal artist, you needed to be picked up by a label to be heard anywhere outside of your local area. Not so today, given our huge strides with technology. So if you're still sitting back waiting for someone to give you permission to say it's okay and you can go ahead and start now, let me do that for you. You have permission to take action right now. What does taking action mean? It starts with defining a few things for yourself. First, your business purpose. This is defining why you're in business. It's personal to you and doesn't ever need to be shared with the world. This is the deep-seated reason inside that you've decided to be a small business owner. And it's about more than just money. It's a given that you're in business to make money 
But perhaps your business purpose is because you're committed to ensuring that your children can go to college. Or you're setting yourself up for a life after retiring from your current 9 to 5, when you'll finally be able to do something that you love. Maybe it's that you want to prove to yourself that you can really do this. Whatever it is, before we move forward with the other mindsets, defining and being honest with yourself about this will help you stick with it when things get tough. It's like insurance for your dream. Then there's the product purpose. This is the customer's reason why they would buy your product. What is it that your product provides to the person who's going to purchase from you? Of course, as gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers, we all have different products that all provide different benefits. But here are a few ideas just as examples. Let's say you sell a snack mix. This is a healthy alternative for grab-and-go or mid-afternoon pick-me-ups. That's the benefit that you provide. If you sell candles, your product is for setting the mood and creating a stress-reducing environment. With jewelry, you're adding pieces to make an old outfit new again, or helping women feel pretty and confident even when casually dressed, etc. and etc. The point is it's not just about the fact that you're selling snacks or candles or jewelry. Take some time to think about your business purpose and your product purpose. As you can see, this category of boss mindset has a lot to do with redirecting your thinking and defining why you're doing this at all. It's exciting to make the choice to be your own boss, especially when you're just starting out because your world is open to all possibilities. As you progress through the stages of a business, you're going to get in your head. There will be tough times, but I want you to always remember, you're a rare breed. You've got the courage and determination and are doing what most people never will. You're taking action on your dream. There will be ups and downs, and when the downs come, remember, it's part of what you signed up for. It's part of the process, and it's okay. Learn to love the process and everything that comes with it. It's part of admission to the business owner life, and it's really a great show. Let's move on now to the second section, the action mindset. Have you ever met someone who says, I'm going to write a book about whatever it is? A year goes by and they say the same thing. Two years, maybe even 10 years. It's all talk and it never happens. It's not that they don't mean it, it's just that they never start. They never take the action. I see this in the gifter, baker, crafter, maker community too. And since I've talked with a lot of you, I know why there's the hesitancy. I hear that you don't know what to do to get started or you're afraid you'll make a mistake so you don't do anything. I have some great news for you. A couple of things actually. First off, if you get started, you're already ahead of 90% of the people who never will. You're already putting distance between you and the rest of the pack. Secondly, and please believe me when I say this, it's okay to make a mistake, or let's say that scary F word, fail. I heard a great saying recently, and it goes like this, success is built on a mountain of failures. And it's so true. When you actually dig down into successful businesses, you'll find that they've had way more things go wrong than went right. 
But the difference is they kept trying. They kept going and continued to take action. So you need to remember you are in complete control. You must do something to make things happen. You can't sit in your house dreaming and see results. You have to act. And the truth is, you'll never feel ready. You may be scared. You may question if you can do it and if what you're doing is right. And you know what? There isn't just one way to get to your dream, but the sure way to failure is by standing still and doing nothing. The best time for new beginnings is now. And I also want to reset this word failure into learning. Think about it. If something doesn't work, that just means it doesn't work. Having something not work teaches you and you're better for it. Your next move is to figure out how you can adjust or approach a goal from a different angle to try again. So can we all agree from this point forward, there are no failures, only learnings which enrich us and bring us closer to our goals. If there's one thing that has become evident to me in my four years of podcasting, it's that every single person has gotten to where they are through a series of small steps. One small action with a second building on top of the first, one by one. This is what creates big things. And the beautiful thing is, Each of these smaller steps is so doable. That's exciting and should motivate you. There's no need to look at the big, huge, seemingly unachievable goal that you've set for yourself. Just look at the next step. Take action on that and then move on to the next step. And so on and so on. By doing this, one day you'll surprise yourself when you realize you've arrived at what in the beginning felt so impossible. But there are stumbling blocks that can get in your way and make you stall out. Recognizing that these are excuses and not real reasons to stop will help you to overcome them. The first is managing your time, meaning being efficient with the amount of time that you have. Do you ever feel like you've been really, really busy all day and then when you close up a work session, you find you've not really accomplished anything at all? Oh my gosh, I've been there too. I've learned not to misinterpret activity with action that creates progress. I'll talk about how I've overcome this in a second, but for now, I want to stay on with these stumbling blocks. Technology is a biggie. Oh my gosh, I'd be rich if I had a dollar for every time I've heard someone say, I can't because I don't know how to build a website, or I don't know how to take payments on my phone. These are excuses, you guys. Never has it been easier to get answers to your questions on tech or to hire out to get things done. Go to Fiverr and buy a gig to fix a website glitch. Hire or do a trade with a local chamber member to move past a project that's holding you up. Remember I said to you in the beginning that you are enough? Part of that is being resourceful to find help or get answers when you need them. You can do this. And finally, another place people get stuck is continually doing activities that are comfortable but don't bring in sales. How many minutes do you spend perfecting the bow on that gift basket? Or adding a little bit more color to your painting? Or making the wrapping inside a mailing box just so? 
At some point you have to say enough is good enough and let the product go. Then when you've given yourself back an extra 10 minutes, you can be calling a new prospective customer to set an appointment or researching a new craft show to attend. You want to focus as much of your time as possible on activities that are the closest to producing sales. As I was growing one of my businesses, I caught myself hitting these stumbling blocks multiple times a day. I saw with my own behaviors how easy it is to gravitate to things that are comfortable and fun to do versus doing the work that brings in sales. That's because oftentimes this type of work takes us out of our comfort zone. That's when I created my strategy, The Power of Purpose. It's what I use now to work through my days to ensure that I stay on task and actually do those small and achievable steps we were talking about earlier. To hear more about this strategy, listen to my Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast, episode 143, where I talk about it in detail. Or you can watch a video through giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash planner where I also share the strategy and introduce you to my inspired daily planner. The planner came about as a direct extension to this power of purpose strategy, but you don't need to buy this planner to use the strategy. I want to make sure that that's perfectly clear. My goal here is to share with you a solid way to ensure you take action on things and grow your business. And I want to address this fear of taking action in one more way. I've had a chance to be behind the scenes in some pretty large and successful businesses. And I'm here to tell you that everyone's business is messy. Nobody has it all together. And it's not like they're misrepresenting anything. Their product production is right on, their fulfillment process is efficient, and they're making money. But they may have employee issues, or be wasting money on Facebook ads that don't work, or something else that's not going as planned. Understanding that this is universal makes it easier to be comfortable with action for yourself because you know that everybody tries things, some work and some don't. It all comes back once again to actually taking that action. Let's move on to the third section, which is the money mindset. This is not about do you or don't you want to make money. Obviously, we all do. That's the definition of having a business overall. In fact, a quick side note here, I define the line between having a hobby and having a business as being when you make your first dollar, not when you sell a product to your friend and cover the costs of your materials, but when after accounting for all your costs, you've actually made money. Okay, back to the topic at hand. (laughs) When I talk about the money mindset here, I'm talking about how to behave to position yourself to be in the best place to make money and to grow your business. Remember the be, do, have model we talked about in the very beginning? This spins off of that. The world will see you how you see you and treat you the way you treat yourself. This Beyonce quote is so true. The way you show up to the world will determine what people think about you and how much money you'll make in your business. Think about it. If I'm at my booth at a show and I'm meek and timid and speaking in a very soft voice and saying, well, you know, if you're interested in buying something from me, you know, just let me know. I'll be sitting over here. 
I've made a totally different impression than if I welcome you into my booth, tell you a little bit about the product, ask something about you, and offer to help if you need anything. By showing up confident, in control, knowledgeable, and approachable, you'll attract and command higher prices for your product. You should have no qualms about charging what your product is worth. If all you charge is the cost of materials used to make your product, you're actually losing money. There are other costs to a business, and the only way that you can cover them is to price your products correctly and feel confident in the value your products offer. Another way to get your money mindset right is to pay yourself first. You've probably heard this concept before. And I'm telling you, yes, right out of the gate, give yourself a salary. I don't care if it's a dollar a week. Get in the habit of paying yourself. Over time, that dollar will become 10, which will become hundreds and thousands. And finally, spend wisely and control your costs. If you're in the beginning stages, you'll probably need to be more frugal and limit spending or do without. That's okay, and it's how you grow when you have a limited amount of money at the start. So I challenge you. Is paying for a lunch date with a friend and making that into a business meeting the right way to spend your money? Or buying a new computer when the one you have now will do for a little while longer? I'm not saying not to upgrade and spend on your business, but prioritize and spend when the time is right. And for the record, a lunch with a friend that is put on a business account is serving your ego and nothing more. It's a little tough love there. Let's be realistic. There will be months when sales are down or a new product doesn't sell or a craft show is a bust. It's going to happen. Nobody lands it the first time out and nobody lands it every time either. Take things as they come, learn and adjust, and know that the comeback is always stronger than the setback. You'll acquire knowledge and confidence knowing that you can pull through the hard times. Find productive things to do when you know you're coming into a slow season. Things that will make your busy season even bigger. Ideas that come to mind are employee training, email list cleanup, social media strategy revamp. Ah, do you have a social media strategy? <laughs> if not, then during a slow season is the time to develop one. The point is when you use your open time wisely, you're setting yourself up for even bigger successes. The growth mindset is up as number four. Are you thinking and planning for growth in your business? Or are you running by the idea that it's just miraculously going to happen? One is a passive approach and the other makes you in control of your future. I've already talked about big businesses starting out with small steps. The same goes with big ideas for growth. If one of your plans is to have your sugar scrubs mass produced to handle your growing volume or to set yourself up for chain store distribution, you need to understand what that will entail. Maybe you want to talk with someone who already is doing this to get their input on the process. You'll want to learn how your business changes when you decide on this distribution method. Listen to Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast episode number 162 to learn more about that. If your research confirms you want to move forward, 
You'll research potential factories and develop relationships. Then you'll decide on one, review and sign legal documents, etc., etc. Obviously, your situation may require a different set of steps, but the point is to get to a big place, you always start out small. Everyone does. And we all grow at different rates based on all sorts of variables. Whether you can work on your business part-time or full-time, the number of years you've had in business, other experiences that you have that you can bring to the table. So don't compare your set of circumstances with someone else's. Doing so can be discouraging, and it's not even really comparing apples to apples. But I get it. We're naturally inclined to do the comparison game. If you catch yourself doing this, think logically. Have you been in business for four months and the person you're comparing yourself to has been doing this for eight years? Obviously, they'll be further ahead than you are. Sometimes it's best just to stop following people on social media who make you question yourself. It's one thing to learn from others so that you can do better and another thing to feel defeated and to get in your head about whether you have what it takes to do this in the first place. I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine just really quickly to show you that comparison is, just makes absolutely no sense. My friend had a gift basket business in Colorado. The business was doing well. Everything was going fine. She'd been in business quite a long time. And then her husband got a new job and they decided to move to Phoenix. And she continued her business there. So she does have customers still ordering from her from Colorado, but she's now trying to make a name for herself in Phoenix. Same business, she's the same owner, same products, same website, everything is the same. Guess what? Her business started automatically growing. Why would that be? It's a different market. Different markets have different needs and interests, which will produce different results. I bring up this story because it's a perfect example, again, of how you can't compare yourself to anybody else because variables are different for all of us. Bottom line is, there are a lot of different variables for every business. Keep focused on yours and where you're headed, and don't let others distract you or discourage you. Here's something else I know you can relate to. When I started my business, I was fearless about the amount of time and energy I would put in. I'd do anything, literally anything it took to grow the business. If I had to work seven days a week, 12 or 14 hour days, I'd do it. Until I learned my lesson. My health started failing along with my energy and my passion. Burnout is real. And here's another truth. I have no idea who said it, but it's golden. What got you to where you are today is not the same as what will get you to where you want to go. Different levels of growth require different actions and different strategies. As you grow, you'll reach plateaus where you have to change your ways to get any further. As an example, if you wanna continue growing, at some point, you'll probably need to add employees. Unless you found a way to clone yourself, you simply can't scale without bringing in help. It may be an office manager, a bookkeeper, a social media manager, or people to assist in production. Most people recognize this late in the game, like I did. 
When I finally self-corrected, things reset, my passion for my business reignited, and growth happened. Trust me, you'll want to bring in help sooner than you think you need it. Here's another important concept that I'm actually paying a lot of attention to right now. If a plan doesn't work, change the plan, not your goal. Let's say you have a goal of getting into a regional multi-store chain in your area. This is totally made up, but let's call them Jasmine's Closet. To do this, you need to get in front of someone who works there and talk about the possibilities. So you decide to go into one of the stores and talk with a store manager. She's very friendly. She gives you the name of the owner of the business, and you're like, yes, you think you've made it. You'll get a meeting, and you'll be on your way. But after repeated calls, she doesn't respond and you're at a loss. Here's an important juncture in your plan and where your next action can help you advance or keep you stuck in neutral. You have two choices. You can say, okay, there is not a chance I can get into Jasmine's closet. I've tried and my plan just didn't work. So I'll just have to move on and try and get a meeting somewhere else. Or you can say, okay, this tactic didn't produce the intended result. What else can I try to do to get into Jasmine's closet? Maybe at your next networking meeting, you'll ask if someone knows anyone in the headquarters of Jasmine's closet and see if that approach gets you a meeting. With the first example, you're replacing the goal and virtually starting again at ground zero with a completely new goal. While with the second strategy, you're adding on to knowledge you already have about attempting to get into Jasmine's closet. Your probability of reaching your goal by trying different approaches until you're successful is much greater than starting fresh with a new goal each and every time. Moving on to our final section, the self-care mindset. (laughs) You know, it's just now occurring to me that I put this last and this is so often what we as women do to ourselves, put ourselves last. You must take care of yourself first. As we're instructed on an airplane, put your oxygen mask on first before assisting others. The same needs to be said for you and your business. This business ownership life is a marathon. It takes endurance and lots of self-care to be able to show up with what it takes each and every day. That includes exercising to stay fit, eating a healthy diet, getting enough sleep, and being kind to yourself with your thoughts and inner dialogue. Of course, with these mindsets, those thoughts and inner dialogue are what we're addressing today. Please give yourself grace. Forgive yourself when things go wrong. As you learn and experiment, you'll do better and you'll recover from your mistakes. As my husband would say, Be your own best friend. Here's an interesting perspective. Life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Too many of us go through life letting it happen to us. We have the ability to take control and create whatever and whoever we want to be. In today's world, more than ever before, what do you really want for yourself? Define it and go after it. And know that the grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence. They're just using a filter. 
oh my gosh, all the picture-perfect lives we see on Facebook and Instagram. We're hearing more and more how this is really starting to screw up our thinking. What people show on social are the highlight reels, the moments when things are going right and life is wonderful, or they want you to think it is. Don't be fooled. It's great to see others enjoying life's moments and sharing their happiness. But know that included with that comes disappointments, self-doubt, and things that aren't going right. It's like that for all of us. It's called being human. Given that, my advice is to focus on the good. Keep your mind set on positive and spend as much of your time as you can there, in the positive zone. And when times are tough, remember, where there's no rain, there are also no flowers. Believe in you, what you've set out to do with your life, and believe in your brand, your product and service, and the value it gives to the world. Your belief in these two things are the most important of all. These mindsets will influence you and your future. I don't know if you're a proponent of the law of attraction like I am, but there are many who agree that when you focus on the good without understanding how and why, the good gets better. And I have the best news of all for you here. I'm taking this out of a recent email I received from Chris Brogan. The best way you can reach the people you most want to serve is to be the one person who doesn't line up neatly with all the other choices. All those differences you've been trying to hide since age 12 might well be your secret power waiting to be discovered. Isn't this freeing? You can change the world by being yourself. You don't need to act like anybody else or pretend to be anything other than who you are. And there will be a portion of the world who will fall in love with you and be by your side to support you, buy your products, and celebrate your success. And in the end, your ultimate achievement will be in saying, not that you should have, or would have, or could have, but that you did. So go out and show the world what you've got. I'll be watching and supporting you the whole way. My hope with this episode is that you'll bookmark it and come back to listen again when you need it. And please share this with someone who you know is struggling or could benefit from some thought realignment. It happens to all of us and we should be here to support each other. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast, and I can't wait until we're together again next week. Bye for now. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of the Ribbon Print Company. Create custom ribbons right in your store or craft studio in seconds. Visit theribbonprintcompany.com for more information.